Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful day to podcast. That's the it first time is. in a long time we've gotten all the way through that with no I know, ad-libbing. I was like, maybe I can just do this this time like a normal person. <laughs> Uh, I was tempted to break it up and say it was another 7 a.m., uh, 6 a.m., 3 a.m. morning, but um, I didn't want to lie this time. It's actually only uh, 10 p.m. your time, 9 p.m. my time. Are you admitting to lying? No, no. I said I didn't want to lie. Yes, this time, because you previously have lied. No, there's no proof of that. Okay. A lie is only a lie if there's proof. And we're all seeing that with, never mind, I'm not going to go down that route. I was about to say, you sound a lot like. (laughs) No, I'm not going to go down uh, that route. There's too many things politically going on. Um, I was also about to say, hey, dude, what's up? Um, But that's not, (laughs) that's not a thing we do here. Uh, We have a, we have a fun episode today. And I've, I've got, uh, you're going to hear a lot of uh, chewing and munching and and bag sounds over here like this. Um, I've got a 1.8 pound bag of Mike and Nikes. Not because I. At Target, uh, n- not because I, I, I like I'm a giant Mike and Dyke fan. It was I wanted the Sour Patch watermelon and they didn't have any. So I needed some sort of chewy candy, you know, uh, and they didn't have any of the Haribo berries. So I was, you oh, know, those are so good. I know I was, t- you know, my sister, Grace, uh, turned 20 yesterday. She uh, she escaped teenage pregnancy and uh, she <laughs> has has lived her whole life never tasting a Haribo berry. So <laughs> I, I have to buy them for her. Uh, but I have to find them before Saturday when we when we celebrate her birthday. Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah, they're that's always right. a Cracker Barrel. Or sometimes if you have like a five below, I think sometimes they're at five below. There is also like randomly at gas stations. You just see them sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. OK. Anyways, Grey's Anatomy. Um, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so sorry. Thanks for um, listening, everyone. Yes, we're excited about this episode. Carmen had mentioned in previous episodes, I think offhandedly, that he wanted the entire plot of this episode to happen. So I'm sure you were excited when it did happen. Yes, yes. I uh, So I'm a, I'm a big uh, morbidity and mortality uh, episode, Stan. Uh, I know that when Scrubs did it, it was a really, really good one. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm sure House has done it multiple times, uh, but this was the first time that we see that here. They've referenced it, but they've not mm-hmm. done a uh, one here. And uh, yeah, I had the uh, the Michael Jackson eating popcorn emoji look on my face with these with these uh, Mike and Dykes for this episode. So I was so I was a big fan. I was a big fan of what happened. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, okay. So this is episode five of season three, episode forty one overall. Um, and the title is Oh, the Guilt. Which and is that's a song. A song. Yeah, <laughs> that's a song. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to start by saying, don't shoot me anyone, but I am not a big Nirvana fan. Um, I've always thought they were a little bit overrated, but I was never a big fan of, um, you know, the 90s grunge rock. I, I was more of the, uh, uh, like, I love the 80s. Like, Anything Bon Jovi, White Snake, all those ha- Quiet Riot, all those hair metal bands, love it. Early nineties, hate it. Late nineties, <laughs> pop punk, love it. Two thousands pop punk, love it. Uh, so, anyways, so so I will I will preface that I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but this song, Oh the Guilt, was actually it's a split single, so it was part of uh, uh, two songs they took and they split into two. Um, and the other half of that song is just titled Puss, which is... Ew. Yep. yep. <laughs> Gross. Yep. I thought you all deserved to know that. I 
hate that. Uh, yeah. Uh, and this was from uh, the the album The Jesus Lizard. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so much good stuff here. So many good facts. Um, this song uh, was, was released and it hit a couple of alternative uh, singles charts. It never really did... Uh, super well mainstream but uh it reached as high as number three in the australian uh, alternative singles charts um it hit uh number two in the uk indie singles charts and this was all in 1993 when it released um and then uh it hit as high as uh, number three in the uk rock and metal singles charts which is interesting uh because uh, a lot of times these these rock songs don't really cross genre, and to see that it was in a indie uh, in an indie uh, singles chart as well as a rock and metal single was was also very interesting. But um, overall, I mean, it's not a good song. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, you see that even the title "Oh the Guilt" it, it comes out in the lyrics. Uh, I, I wasn't quite sure, and I've tried to get back to listening to the song before the episode. Uh, my knee-jerk reaction was there was going to be guilt uh, between Meredith breaking up with Finn, and maybe she tried to get him back. We saw in this episode that that was not the case. It was more so her breaking up with Finn, and uh, I'm not going to jump too far ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll take that one step at a time, but it seemingly wasn't working out this episode timing-wise with Derek. So there was some guilt there, maybe uh, guilt around her breaking up with Finn to be with Derek, uh, guilt around the timing of which she told Derek, uh, could be the guilt between the Derek Addison situation. But uh, yeah, overall, uh, glad to glad to have this one. It's a, it's a fine title, and they do a really good job at titling these last uh, few episodes, in my opinion. But that's all I got for the song, and I hope I taught you guys uh, a little something new here. Yeah. Um, also, I wish I had started like at the beginning. I like halfway through the episode. I just was thinking they have said guilt or guilty so many times in this episode. And I was, yep. I was like, if yep. I had had time, I would have started over and counted how many times they said that word in the episode because they just said it so much. <laughs> and I understand that's obviously the theme of the episode, but like, oh, my God, they said it so much. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> just something I noticed. It's like really leaning into this theme here. Um, so this one, interestingly enough, well, was you know what they say. If you got a theme, go and chase it. Okay. Uh, Podcast burp. Um, okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna have some Mike and Ikes. This episode is sponsored by Mike and Ikes and burping. All right. So this episode was written by three people, um, all of whom have written episodes before. We have Zoanne Clack. Tony Phelan and Joan Rader directed by our good friend, Jeff Melman. Um, October 19, 2006 was when it aired and it had 22.05 million views. So I'm um, just like a little bit down, just down 0.8 million, just yeah. down 800,000. Yeah. Uh, you know week, what I would, so. you know what I really want? If you find what? yourself just having a lot of free time now that you have a second child, yeah. um, <laughs> I would like a, I'd like a pie chart to know what percentage of the episodes to date or maybe through the end of season three were, were um, directed by who, because Melman's name comes up a lot. And I love Melman that. has been around quite, quite a bit for certain, for certain. So like what percentage of episodes have we seen? Have it been Melman or, or, uh, you know, Clack being a writer. I'd like to know those kind of things. Okay. I'll uh, get right on that. 
Maybe I'll have put my accountant on it. I'll be like, Michael, stop doing the things you're paid to do and <laughs> do this very important task for me. We'll, he's we'll pay he's him. very good at Excel. I don't we'll think pay we him, will. but not in money. Ah, yes. And by we, you mean you. And by me, I mean you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So Sexual favors. <laughs> the Netflix synopsis. Bailey treats a young mother battling breast cancer, and Derek learns more about Mark and Addison's relationship. Yeah. That's um, a good bit. There's also, you know, the whole thing with Meredith debating about whether to tell him about Finn. There's Izzy's whole back and forth with her money. So dumb. There's, Worst there's part much. of this entire episode. I hate the Izzy storyline in this episode is just trash garbage. It's so dumb. <laughs> What do you what do you want from her storyline right now? Like where what what do you want? I don't even know if I if I know what I want. What I want her is to stop saying she's a millionaire before she cashes that check. Because yeah. Yeah, you that's are true. At one point she said she's a millionaire, a multimillionaire, and then she was like asking Addison, How do you do it? You know, my fr- all my friends are so poor. Um, <laughs> which I thought was a hilarious scene. But I'm like, girl, you are just as poor as them until you go to the bank with that check, you dumb. And George ho. says that at some point. Yeah. George says you're not a millionaire until you cash the check. Yeah. Deposit the check. So that that's been annoying. Actually correct. Um I don't I don't know if she actually keeps it and uses that to retire or maybe that's how she writes herself off of the show. She's like, you know what? I've accepted it. I've done my thing. I've, I've, I've done my, my, what is it? The, the swoopy doop, uh, stitch on a heart. Um, Oh, she running whip stitch, running whips. Yes. Yes. Running whip stitch. She, she, she gets her dream come true and she saves someone for real with a heart and stops an embolism. And then she's like, I, okay, I can, I can retire happy now. Like I'm on top of my game. I, I, I saved someone with a heart finally, instead of killing them. And, uh, <laughs> now I can go retire a millionaire on my one Bahama, which is, uh, <laughs> a Bahama, a Bahama, which also is funny. That is the, so far this season, Christina's best line. But I don't know. I, I really don't even care what she does at the money at this point because it's fake. It's in a TV show and <laughs> her going this entire episode, not cashing it. I'm like, OK, I'm I, at this point. I don't care. I hope someone comes in and steals it from you at this point. <laughs> OK, so let's discuss. Um, so we'll start with the recap. There was no recap <laughs> real quick. There was a, there was a recap. No, there wasn't. Yeah, there was. No. Yeah. Not on my Netflix. Well, on my Netflix, it was because I even paused it to see if it had done the thing where it skipped it and it, it didn't because I, I went back and it was only three seconds in and it was just, is he making breakfast? No, there was a recap. I had it. Okay. Tell me what was in the recap. Cause so I, did I wrote not have it. Derek and Addison are over. Um, Callie, uh, not knowing about what George is to or George, not knowing what Callie is to her. Uh, it was focusing on the 8.7 million check. Um, and that was pretty much it. There wasn't a lot going on. Um, that's so weird. I don't know why it wouldn't have shown up on mine. And I even went and looked cause I was like, why isn't there a recap? Yeah. Yeah. It was there. Bonkers. Let McGee. us know, uh, on Instagram <laughs> here, if you have a recap or not on your episode, if you're watching along here, that's so weird. Um, and then it uh, goes into the do no harm uh, monologue. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. First do no harm. Uh, yeah, so Izzy's back to baking, but it's not muffins. She's not like crazy person baking. She's just um, caretaker making breakfast for everybody. Uh, Meredith is well again. She's no longer, you know, 
ill. They, Izzy says like, oh, it's Meredith's first day back. So she needs like a good breakfast so that she can, you know, not have appendicitis anymore. Um, so yeah, she seems normal ish, except, you know, she doesn't, uh, cash the check obviously. And she does spill orange juice on it, which is very stressful for B. That was fucking stupid. As a person who would love $8.7 million or even just $8.7. That was annoying to me. Yeah. So I just, um, it's the carelessness for me. Like this was a check from someone that you believe you loved and wanted to marry. Just take Mm -hmm. the fucking check. (laughs) Yeah. It was just annoying. Isabel. Isabel. Um, so she keeps like saying that she's happy. She's like, Oh, Denny wanted me to have this money and he wanted me to be happy. So I'm going to use it to be happy. And, but I don't know, like, I'm not going to deposit it until I know what I'm going to do with it or whatever. Or does she say that? Stupid, stupid. She does say that at the end, but it's stupid. Yeah. Um, Christina said if she had that much money, she would buy a hospital. This is in the locker room. She's like, I would buy yeah. a hospital and cram it full of sick people. <laughs> um, and then they're like talking about Izzy and she's right there. <laughs> like she says, I can hear you talking about me. Um, those goobers, they just don't, they just don't know how well, sound then she works, completely, no, no, they, they don't understand the concept of space or sound. Uh, and also how it reverberates more off of metal lockers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then Izzy comes over and totally turns it back on on Meredith. And then she yeah. spirals. Absolutely spirals. Yeah, she does that a lot. Um, also, I this is another thing I wish I could should have counted. Um, the amount of times Izzy says, I'm fine. Ugh, oh, my I'm God. I'm fine. Oh, my God. So, so many. So um, many. But... So, yeah, Meredith goes on, like, her rambly rant about why she hasn't told Derek. And he's like, oh, he's got so much going on. Herpeter, whatever. I don't even know. Um, uh, Callie and Mark had sex, which yeah, we, were, they we, did. <laughs> we called. So we knew that was coming. Good for them. Uh, love that for both of them. And George is, like, calling Callie, and she's obviously ignoring him. And then that's when Bailey comes over and tells them, oh, it, there's an M&M today. We're all going to go to the M&M. Unclear if Bailey knew it was about Denny beforehand. Like, yeah. obviously the interns didn't, but um, unclear whether or not Bailey knew. You would have to imagine at her level, she would know what it's about beforehand. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it, it, it's shocking to me that based on her relationship with Weber, that she would go into that totally blind. Uh, but also right before that, when they, when they do, um, uh, before they start talking about the M&M, which they get so excited to be a part of, uh, Callie drops that one liner to Mark when she said you were sexier when you weren't talking, uh, which it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the thing that, I was that was unclear. And if you're a med student out there, if you're an intern, whatever you're doing, uh, let us know. I, I, f- I feel like morbidity and mortality conferences, anyone's allowed to go. Uh, I don't know why it would be something where it, they, it was like a whole event that they were invited. Do you have any insight on that? Coke? I have no idea. Okay. 
Well, and I'm not I'm not sure, but my my thought process was if if they're excited, they're getting snacks, they're separating, they're going to uh, some of them are going to get seats, and, and Christina's going to get the snacks, and uh, and then uh, I don't know, it just seemed like they were way too excited about that when it's something yeah. to me that seems like anyone should be able to go because it's a learning experience. That's the whole point of it. Uh, yes, it is supposed to be to help figure out um, what went wrong and how they can prevent it in the future. Um, and here they can prevent it by not cutting LVAD wires. Right. Or falling in love with their patients. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, so then we meet the first couple uh, who comes in and the wife is getting admitted. She's going to get a mastectomy. Uh, they have like a new baby. He's probably, I would say that baby's like not quite a year, but close to a year, maybe like nine, 10 months ish. Yeah. I had to guess. Yeah. Um. So, and they're like, Christina and Meredith are like, Oh my God, is that woman, does she have breast cancer? She's like 30 years old, all this stuff. So it's a bummer. Uh, Bailey, like obviously has worked with them before. So she takes them up to like help them get admitted. The the wife is clearly not in a good headspace, but no. Is also, I recognize her. Yes. Yes. From what? So and also, I'm not going to spoil it, but I know that she's she's living in Shondaland. So I apologize. She is. I'm a, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> but only because I was as I was trying to figure out where I knew her from. Uh, uh, I knew I knew her from uh, Jane the Virgin. She played Darcy yes. Factor. And that's where I recognize her from initially. But when I started going through, she also played Maya in Superstore for a couple of episodes, which if you haven't watched Superstore, highly recommend. Um, but really only watch it if you've worked at least one day of retail in your life. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't worked retail, you're probably not going to get it. Um, and then she played an episode very early on in her career. Uh, one episode of Burn Notice, uh, a classic USA Network uh, show. One of your faves. Yes. So, and uh, her name was Lauren. So, um, that is where I know her from. Uh, I don't remember her exact name, but um, we'll get to it later. Yeah, we will. Um, Spoiler okay, alert. So, uh, little. So, Christina and Meredith are getting snacks. Um, Christina runs into Burke when they're going into the M and M, and he's like, "Why do you have snacks?" She's like, "Yeah, it's for the M and M." Um. So you, you want some? <laughs> she's asking him. She's like, "Oh, are you good? Like, do you need me? To, I'm ready to do surgery." And he's like, "I'm not doing surgery. I'm gonna do paperwork." She's like, "Okay." So he's back, but he's not back. Uh, so then George chases down Callie, and he uh, she is not having his bullshit. She's like, "No, leave me alone. I hate you. You're so dumb. Read the room. Pick up on the vibes." And, uh, you know, he doesn't cause he's pretty dumb. And then they start the M&M and, uh, it's for Denny. Um, yep. um, um, which as I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, in a previous episode, you had said, I want an M&M for Denny. And you were like, and we won't get one. And so I'm, I'm always, I, I love it when not even in a time when I'm asking you for a prediction, you make a prediction that's correct one of my favorite things it's yeah. happened a handful of times and i love it so it's um, part I'm of it is because we get to see it come to fruition yeah part of it is so i i actually watch i'm one of those people that watches more tv than i do movies uh and once i start a show i watch every fucking episode i don't quit on a show uh except if i don't like the show which has happened for um there i won't i won't get into that never mind um <laughs> but 
if I like the pilot of an episode, I watch the entire thing. So I, uh, but also there has been a couple of times where like, and I, and I, I've said this before on one of the past, uh, I think it was when they did the, the flashback episode, uh, the writers in Grey's Anatomy have done a really good job at kind of lulling you to sleep to think think things won't happen, and then they bring it on, and they do a really great job. So yeah. not only do they do a great job with the M&M, but they did a great job with the throwback episode, the flashback episode. Yeah. Now, I do hope that they have another episode where they combine those two because the the Scrubs episode with the, the M&M actually did include some flashbacks to the events leading up to what happened and what they were actually... Uh, uh, reviewing for the Eminem, but uh, anyways, the way they did it was really great, and and I would imagine very similar to how that goes down in in real life. I mean, I feel like doctors are going to be the most accusatory ones because they're trying to protect the hospital and liability. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyways, yeah, thank you. I'm glad that I predicted that. Uh, I'm basically what I'm trying to say is I'm amazing. Uh, so true. In your um, words, okay. Yeah, I have I say that daily, constantly, <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> Um, so Izzy is cleaning out her locker. She's, even though she keeps saying she's fine, she seems sad. Excuse me, podcast, y'all. Don't. Ooh, you got me too. You got me too. Sorry. Um, so then, um, she takes out her stethoscope and like listens to her own heart. Oh. Listen to your heart. When he's calling for you. Her partner, but okay. Um, it's late. <laughs> so sorry. Um, okay. So don't act uh, like all of you listeners out there. If you're the kind of people who listens to Grey's Anatomy podcast, you for sure have rocked out to the remix uh, of "Listen to Your Heart." Cascada like, Dance remix. Yes. Hell yes. Yeah, you, motherfucker. Yeah. So so get off your high horses, you you bastards out there. Like <laughs> let us let us live our lives. If I had a synthesizer, I would drop it right now. <laughs> I have one right over there. Oh, it's on the other side of the room. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, Burke is presenting about the Denny case and uh, immediately getting lots of questions. And they're like, you don't even know. You were getting, you were too busy being shot. Why aren't we hearing from Dr. Bailey? Blah, 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 blah. So um, Dr. Bailey goes up to the podium and then we get the title card. Oh, she's like, are there any other questions? And then all the doctor hands raise and then they get the title card. Um, that was bold. I did not see that coming. Yeah, it was. So obviously they're framing this as like what happened with Denny has become like a, a topic of, I assume, gossip. Right. So they're like, we right. know one of your interns cut his LVAD, but that's all we know. And so, like, it's probably whispers in the hallway, whatever, whatever. So they want the, tr- the whole story because who doesn't love some steaming hot gossip? I mean, right, truly. Right. It's one of those things where you're like, I hate drama. And then it's like, but also me when there's drama. Oh, oh right. tell me the, tell me the right. tea. Um, so there is one specific doctor who is a raging asshole. And he is basically saying that... Denny died because Bailey had a baby, which is a bit of a leap. Yeah. But okay. Also, um, he looks like a douchey knockoff Finn. Yeah. I hate him. I wrote, I hate this man so much. That's the note I took. Can I, can I ask you a question real quick? <laughs> yeah. Two, two questions. One, is this guy someone that we see again? No. 
Okay, good. I need to I need to mentally prepare my hatred if it yeah. needs to <laughs> no. last past this episode. Um, second, do you remember the first time you watched this episode? Um, I don't know why. What's the is there a follow up question? I just wanted to know if like. Yeah. One of the things that I don't get watching this the first time is like seeing how I react the first time versus like what while well, you've watched it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Does it get easier to watch uh, him talk about her sucking as a doctor because she's a mom and like the more you watch it or is it harder now, especially that you are a mom? I would say it has made me angrier now being a mother. Um, it's also hard because... Again, when I started watching Grey's, I was like, had just kind of, I was shown handfuls of episodes here and there, and then eventually went back and started at the beginning. So I had seen like future episodes before I saw this. So it was just kind of all over the place. So I don't really know how I felt then, but I'm sure I was like, wow, that guy's a dick. And uh, that still stands. He's still a dick. But I would say I'm more angry about it now. <laughs> Just like I'm definitely more angry about the C-section lady from from last week's episode than I, yeah. than I would have been yeah. previously for sure. So and there are some episodes that we haven't gotten to yet that I know. Just like knowing the plot, I'm like, this is going to suck to watch or like this is going to be like real, more emotional or this is going to make me angrier like when we get there. So um, I'm sure those will all be super fun to go through we'll just have a roller coaster all over the place but uh yeah he's garbage um alex does have a nice moment where he stands up and tries to kind of stand up for bailey and he yells at the guy like you don't know what the hell you're talking about and bailey tells him to sit down and uh then they see that izzy's in the back of the room so that's fun Lots of things happening and at once. no one no one put, can put things together at that point. No one in the hospital goes, "Hey, there's a reason that those those interns are still here and that one's up there." Yeah. Also, why, she's why a girl. Why did that one quit? <laughs> um, yeah, I was like Also, why just, is she so wealthy now? Because apparently <laughs> that becomes a rumor thing of I got 8.7 million. Well, yeah, she's cuz that's why it's cuz she's just walking around yelling it at everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um Idiot. So uh, then it cuts to Derek and Addison and they're in mediation for the divorce. So they're like, uh, obviously Addison's like, I have my trust fund and the guy's like, okay, so you keep your trust fund and everything else gets split down the middle. And then what do you want to do for real estate? And Derek's like, oh, you can just keep everything because I loved Meredith and you and Mark just had a one night stand. And Addison's like, uh, uh. She's like, well, not really. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. It was two nights. I apologize. Yeah. Good times. Um, I thought she was going to tell him right then and there. But when she didn't, I knew that he was going to find out before the end of the episode. Um, the, the the scenario at which he, she does tell him is hilarious. Um, it's just that is not how divorce proceedings go. Yeah, They're not like that well they might be i don't know in my experience it's the two lawyers talking to each other not necessarily the couple i don't know if you go to mediation if you have to i think you can elect to have lawyers but i don't know if you have to have lawyers oh well let us know divorce people if you're (laughs) or lawyers (laughs) either one or lawyers yeah um 
So, yeah. Also, can we talk about how they have a house in the Hamptons and a brownstone in Manhattan? Yeah. The money. The monies. The monies these people have. Also, the thing that I never understood with divorce settlements is they would have to go in and prove that none of Addison's trust money paid for any of those things. Because if she's not losing her trust that she has, she has to lose any of her trust that she used that money for already. Like, I never understood I that. No, because I feel like if you decide to, like, buy something together, you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how it works. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but yeah, the Hamptons and a brownstone. That's, uh, ugh. what's the average cost of a brownstone? At least a million, right? At least. At least. At least. Yeah. Probably way more now. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Um, anyways. Okay. So welcome to the Carmen and Kelsey real estate podcast. <laughs> we have bought houses and it was a disaster. and we've renovated a house and it was also a disaster good times um okay so where am i sorry okay yeah izzy saying she's fine again addison or sorry george tells her you have to stay at the hospital or i'm gonna call your mom i didn't understand Um, that i didn't understand why she had to stay at the hospital they're just worried about her. Yeah, but like maybe she could have gone and actually cashed the check if she was allowed yeah, to leave. Yeah, but they knew she wasn't going to, and they probably were like, you, you're just going to go home and like spill more stuff on this check. Ugh. Spill a whole pot of bacon grease on it. Um, the chief was mad that Izzy was there. George says, I'll stay with her if that's okay, blah, 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 whatever. Meredith and Christina try to apologize to Bailey, and she's like, nope, don't you don't get to apologize. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's not okay. You don't get to apologize. And she said, you do not get to feel better. And I'm yep. like, damn, Bailey. Yep. Fuck. It's get true. Get wrecked, girls. Dang. Um, okay, so then the asshole doctor pretends like he's, he's like, oh, it's nothing personal. But, like, obviously, he's just a dick. He's probably mad because Bailey's probably a better doctor than he is, and he's just bitter about it. Um, so then while, while they're talking, the husband of the patient who's getting the mastectomy comes over and is like, Hey, could you talk to her? Like, I'm concerned all all this stuff. And so Bailey tries to put on like a professional face and like push him kind of like keep him at arm's length and be like, Oh, um, you know, whatever, it's not my job to talk to her. I can help you. I can get the plastic surgeon so she can see her options just because the judgy asshole doctor is right there. And she's like trying. So annoying. Yeah. So annoying. I hate it's, people. It's unfortunate that, and I'm glad that it's not a long arc of that, but those kind of things where, where you're, you're a dick and you're, you're putting someone like, like Bailey on trial. One of the things that makes her a strong doctor and and it was and Weber even talks about it is that compassion and empathy. It's you don't have to feel weak doing that with your patients. And even Alex, like the dickiest of all dicks, is still compassionate and, and empathetic with patients when he knows it's right, it's the right time. Um, yeah. so this this douchebag trying to judge 
Bailey for that and try to say, oh, you're only compassionate because you're a mom now and you're a mom and, and only and weak people are moms. uncontrollable hormones. Right, right. Uh, just that, that, that those correlations don't make sense, buddy. No. Whatever your name is, Dr. Dickface. Yep. Um, so then Bert goes to talk to the chief about what's going on. He's like basically going to tell him again, but Weber's like, I'm just so glad you're back. Like everyone looks to you as a leader and it's just good to have, like, you're going to up the morale. You're just like, it's so, I'm so glad that you're here. And he's like, okay. I'm sick and tired of everyone interrupting him. Yeah. Let the man finish a sentence. He cannot just say his piece. Um, So Derek sees Meredith and it's like, Oh, how are you recovering? Oh, How's Finn? Huh? Whatever. Um, and then you look good without an appendix. Mm. So Addison pages her, and she's like, "Oh, your wife's paging me. Gotta go." And then Addison's like, "Oh, it's just Doctor Montgomery. We finalized the divorce this morning." (gasps) Bum bum bum. It's official. Now she's on the market officially. Time to make my move. Our our other favorite couple, the divorced couple who are stuck together because perpetually boning because his penis is pierced and it is caught on something and they don't know what it's caught on. So that's super fun. And then we find out the woman is married to someone else, which is also super fun. Just a whole lot to unpack there. Cheating on your husband with your ex-husband is never good. Yeah, so fun. Uh Christina goes to talk to Burke and he tells her that he wants to tell the chief, but doesn't know what he's going to do. So he's like, I'm just going to do this paperwork instead because I don't know what I'm doing. Blah, 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 whatever. Take the time to think you've earned it. You've been shot. Like (laughs) take five. Like there's only been three episodes that have really passed since you got shot. What is that? 48 hours in real time. Like, (laughs) you know, I think it may have been a little longer than that. We're led, but here's the thing: the same amount of time ha- of of Burke getting shot until now is maybe the same amount of time of Izzy and Denny falling in love. So, that Burke, your hands your hands are fine, but take that time to think because you've earned it. Yeah, nothing's gone wrong yet. Um, okay, then. Izzy is with George and they run into Addison. And this is when we get the funny scene where she's like, do you feel guilty about being rich? Cause I have all this money and I don't know what to do with it. And I can't talk to my friends because they're all so poor. So funny. very funny the way she whispers it. Um, Addison's nice. And she's like, Oh, deposit the check and the guilt works itself out, which is nice. But if anyone out there wants to give Kelsey and I the opportunity to understand what at uh, what Izzy's going through, yeah, we'll gladly yeah. accept eight point seven million dollar checks as a uh, as a case study to see how long it takes for the guilt to pass. So uh, let us know. I can Email promise us. to feel an appropriate amount of guilt whilst traveling the world. Yes, buying your Bahama next to our By Bahama. My Bahama, Bahama. Um. So what did you just say there? so funny uh thank you uh so meredith runs into Derek again and she's like oh addison told me about the divorce and he's like yeah how's finn and she's like oh he's so great and it's awkward because they're broken up 
and he she won't just say it because drama. Had to build so that then, suspense somehow. Yeah, so Mark is meeting with Bailey's patient to explain the reconstruction options. And she's like very removed from the situation. She's super frustrated. She like tells the husband, she's like, you're the one that has to feel my boobs. So why don't you pick? And he's like, I don't care. And Alex goes, dude, you care. And Mark's like, yeah, he's right. You do care. So you pick. So, but it's I just true. Feel it makes sense. That family, like that's just imagine being, I mean, that's like us right now, but just, ugh, I can't even. Yeah. So at, at this point, I want to tell you, I, I had no idea what the ending was going to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't see the end of that storyline coming. Yeah, it was, it's a good... Uh, we'll get to it when we get to it, but it's yeah. a good wrap-up. I don't want to spoil it. On. I think that one needs to be slow-burned, and, and we'll, we'll tackle that when we get there. Mm-hmm. So um, after they leave... Uh, the the husband comes out and is like, Dr. Bailey, like you can see like something is wrong. Like she is a good mom, but she's not being herself. Like, I don't know what to do. I need help. Can you please talk to her? And Bailey's like, sees that Weber is there. And she's like, Oh, I like can get psyched out in here. And he's like, no, like I need, like that's something needs to happen. Like I need help. And he's just like getting really frustrated. And Bailey's trying to still do like the arms leak thing. And like Weber, we don't, at this point, I think we are supposed to believe that Bailey is concerned that Weber has the same thoughts as the asshole doctor, even though he never says it. And then later in the episode, it's the opposite. But so I think because she sees that someone's watching her, she's like, oh, I'm going to like put on my quote unquote professional hat and like not treat these people like people. So um, because, yeah, the first time like is... I was like, I don't remember Weber being a dick in this episode. Like, why is she doing that? And then later on, I was like, oh, okay, he's not really being judgy. She's just worried that he's being judgy because of the other judgy guy. Yeah. So. Just a typical example of how men who are dicks ruin it for all of us. Um, (laughs) No, (laughs) the thing that I thought was interesting, though, is like Bailey's a smart person. It's it's interesting the way they write her character in this episode where she completely overcorrects the opposite direction. Like she's empathetic, she's compassionate, she's a great doctor, but she overcorrects to almost being like this. I don't care about people. Yeah. And it's also weird because normally when people give her attitude, she shuts them down and she just like, I mean, eventually she did, but this, she really let it get to her. And I think it's only because it was the Denny situation, which she does feel guilty about. Right. And we saw at the beginning of the season when she goes to talk to Izzy and she's like, I had a baby. I went soft and I wasn't there when you needed me. So then to hear that echoed back to her, like her biggest concern about this happening, basically, I'm like, I kind of understand. It just sucks that she has to go through this like um, period of doubt before yeah. she gets back to being Bailey. Um, yeah. But on that note, we are going to take a break for everybody's favorite segment. Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Star Wars. Okay. So. <laughs> I spoiled one of them. We have one, two, three, four. Wow. Okay. So we know the mom, the, the mastectomy uh, mom is one. Uh-huh. What's the other breakdown? Is it uh, men, women? What's, what's, what are we looking at? Uh, the other three are all men. All men. Okay. Uh. The pierced penis man. 
Um, yes. Okay. The mastectomy lady's husband? No. No. Okay. Um, douche doctor? Yes. Okay. All right. And then last one. Um, I don't know. Um, the mediator. Oh, <laughs> From, wow. Yeah, I don't think you would have guessed that one. No, I would not have guessed that at all. Um, okay. So, uh, Ari Gross, who is the pierced penis man, Adam Morris, he is in <laughs> one episode of how to get away with murder. Um, He's, that's just, the next segment. We have living in Shondaland and it's pierced penis man. Yeah. That's, Every episode is just going to be a story about a pierced penis man. Um, Justina, Machado, who is Anna Niles, the the mastectomy mom. She was in six episodes of Private Practice. Um, Todd Babcock, who is the asshole doctor, Dr. Savoy, is in one episode of Private Practice. Not any of the same episodes. Uh, And then Carl T. Wright, who is the mediator, was in two episodes of How to Get Away with Murder, one episode of Scandal, and one episode of Private Practice. He's really living in Shondaland. I know. (laughs) For not being hardly in this episode at all, he really makes a comeback in all the other shows. Yeah, he just needs to get into uh, Bridgerton to complete the Shonda Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and Station 19. Station 19, that's the other one I was thinking of, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Okay, so uh, we're back with the divorce couple in the x-ray, and the man's like, what does Tom have that I don't have? I still love you. Uh, And then the daughter comes in. Totally unannounced. How does she get in there? Well, someone was probably like, oh, they're in x-ray. They're in there. You can just go on in. Which whoever told her that clearly did not know what they were doing. No. Or they did know what they were doing and they thought it was going to be a funny joke. Um, So they have a fight and she calls her mom names and she tells them that they have to buy her a new car. (laughs) And, um, and the dad's Addison like, okay, you're right. You're right. I'll, I'll yeah, do it. Addison comes in and is like, your piercing, your IUD has dislodged and your husband's piercing is caught on it and it's stuck in your uterine wall. And then the daughter's like, did she say piercing? Just so much, so much cringe all in one moment. Just so terrible. And she's, and she's pretty. She's an attractive young woman. She's very cute. I agree. When, um, when she gets her new car paid for, she can come. Drive me around anytime. Drive it it to you. Yeah. I'm going to have a mic. It probably wasn't a lucid. Oh, then (laughs) stupid. (laughs) I know, right? So um, Mark chases down Addison and is like, oh, who got the brownstone? Uh, Derek hates the Hamptons. Why would he take the Hamptons? Why did Derek give you both? You didn't tell him yet. Like, I'm just the, you're just keeping it a secret to make yourself feel better. But like, we're both bad. Why are you making me be the bad guy? So that's fun. I don't think he has any right to be upset at all in this scenario. I mean, maybe. Okay. Hold on. I I immediately take that back. If you're looking at (laughs) that. Immediately say no. Yeah. If you're looking at it from a standpoint that that's his best friend, his childhood, lifelong best friend. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, But like at the end of the day. You made your bed. I've never once, I've never once had the desire 
to go have sex and enter into a relationship with someone that my best friend is dating. Yeah. It's very, it's a very easy urge to not act on. Yeah. That's where I start to not feel bad anymore. Yes, exactly. So it's a, it's a whole thing. And then later, yeah, and we'll get to it. Um, Okay. So Izzy's like talking about all the stuff she's going to buy. This is when she says the word fine 600 and 800 million bajillion times. And this is when they say they're going to buy the Bahama. And Christina's like, you wouldn't quit being a surgeon. You're a surgeon. Like, why would you buy a Bahama? Like, blah, blah. And then it's awkward because Izzy quit being a surgeon. Um, But Alex is like, oh, my patient's 30 and she has breast cancer. So you got to live while you can live and just like I go to the Bahama. (laughs) So. uh, And then it just cuts really quickly to Callie and Meredith. And Callie's like, I slept with someone else and I don't know if I should tell George. (laughs) So such a jarring. And there's no conversation leading up to it. Yeah. It's just scene cut. I slept with (laughs) someone else. Yeah, she doesn't say Mark. She just says, I slept with someone else. Do I tell George? And then Meredith says, I broke up with Finn. Do I tell Derek? Um, and then she just is like, I, I'm not going to tell Derek. I don't know. And then they just leave. It's very weird. Well, but then Callie says, I have to tell George and then doesn't tell George. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. <laughs> Liar. Um, so then this is when we have the nice moment with Bailey and the chief. So she goes to the couple's room, but she doesn't go in. She's just kind of like listening to the wife be miserable and the husband like try and be there for her. Um, and he takes her aside and he's like, I don't care what those people said or think like compassion and empathy are a part of this job. And it's part of what makes you a good doctor. So like, don't let that get to you. Just like stay true to who you are because you're, Miranda Bailey and you're like the best that we have So it's a very nice moment And I appreciate it Um, And he says being a parent Has made you an even better doctor Which is very kind and probably true Yeah And I I would argue that Being a parent makes you a better Professional in a lot of ways Yeah um, You know and, and Jess and I have talked about this Like I I can't Imagine having the same empathy for someone on my team who needs to uh, pump at work without having seen the challenges Jess has gone through. Right. Right. Or, um, you know, trying to help people make their schedules around daycare for their kids. Now that I have to build my schedule around daycare for my kid. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting and it's, it's not just like the, the black and white tangibles. It's, it's that empathy that comes with it. It's like, yeah, you just under, you just get people a little bit more. It's Um, just another level to relate to people. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, not that anyone out there who doesn't have kids, like doesn't understand. It's just different. It's just different guys. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's a whole journey. Just a different way to connect with people and be, and relate to when you go, when, it's the same with when you find anyone that's gone through something you've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I've lost it. Oh, here we go. Okay. So Burke is doing paperwork and his hand is shaking. Yo, this scene, this, comes in. this scene is the wild. Scene is good. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah Washington is a very talented actor. He is so good. And they give him these scenes that are like, brutal but they're so short but he just like crushes it in with like very little um like dialogue he just can like 
just cut so deep and it's so good. He's so good. I love it. And it's, it's, um, it's without swearing, raising his yeah, voice. He's not being really angry. yelling. Yeah. yeah. He's just saying things with purpose and with finality. Like this is the reality. And like, I'm not going to sit here and let you say whatever you're going to say to make yourself feel better. Cause this is what happened and we need to deal with it. And neither of yeah. us are dealing with it. Yeah. I got shot. Because I was on my way back here to help you fix Denny. Yeah. And then at one point, he's like, uh, what does he say? Uh, you you quit. You have yeah. two good hands, and you aren't mm-hmm. using them. Feel guilty about that. Yeah. What? What? So yeah. good. Yeah. This is the best scene of the episode. Oh, a trillion bajillion percent. So, like, literally so good. This um, may be... This can you think of an episode this or, or uh, uh, a scene in the past like three or four episodes that has beat this one? Not necessarily from dramatics, but I would say from a pure acting standpoint. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But also, mm-hmm. I I I'm watching all this for the first time, so I have a lot of stuff that yeah. isn't sticking to long term memory. But like this scene, really, I like emotionally, I feel like there's a standout over the last couple of episodes. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I also like the scene with where last episode where Christina finally sees that Burke's hand isn't fine, like when they're in the morgue. And she's yeah, like, I thought yeah, you were fine. Um, that's another really good one. Um, that's also happens to be Burke. Um, now, if we're talking about not dramatic, <laughs> everything where Meredith was high is great. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's but just yeah that's good acting that's just yeah. that's just funny yeah that's just entertainment but this is like oh it hits you it hits you where it where it needs to hit you yeah but when it's he also, says like he says go ahead, go ahead. you're not fine i'm not fine i got shot and then he says denny asked you to marry him and now he's dead you're not fine like ouch ouch yeah call then, a yeah, spade a said, spade why with, don't you burke with the two, you have two good hands and you don't, you're not using them. I'm like, oh, does he, I'm like, did he blame her for getting shot? Would he blame her if he was fine? He's like, I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't blame her. You know, it's just one of the things where you're like, that's what the scene, that's the question the scene leads you to ask. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, the thing with, with guilt. And I, I've said this to, um, to to friends uh and even like in my professional career guilt is such a complex emotion because guilt can be brought on by anything um anger sadness happiness those are emotions that are that are typically more fleeting uh but guilt sticks with you guilt like it it like it formulates who you are as a person and everyone has things in their life that they feel guilty about whether it's something that um they chose or they did to someone else. And in this moment, you see this, this crossroad where Izzy is, is trying, I think to grapple with the guilt of, I think she does blame herself for what happened to Burke and Burke feels guilty about letting Christina down by not being Preston Burke, quote unquote, because of what happened with Izzy. So there's this blame and guilt thing that's going back and forth. And, um, you know, I think he also feels guilty about letting the situation get to it that bad, but with, with Izzy, but I don't know. There's a lot of stuff happening here. 
moral of the story is great scene. Great scene. Yeah. A plus acting. And what's also interesting about guilt just in general is very oftentimes it's hard for a person to um, move past it without like uh, acknowledgement or forgiveness or whatever from another person. And it's no one owes you forgiveness. Like Izzy says, like she tries to apologize and he's like, no. I'm not basically like, I'm, you're not going to apologize to me. It was similar to Bailey earlier being like, you don't get to feel better. Um, so, you know, people don't owe you forgiveness. You have every right to apologize to someone. And if that's what you need to get over guilt and you can process that on your own, that's fine. But you shouldn't um, like place all of your emotion on someone forgiving you. And you also shouldn't just demand that someone forgive you. That's not how other people work so sometimes other people have to process things just as much i mean we've talked about this i think before just in life where it's like when you go i think we've talked about it or i've listened to a podcast i think where people were talking about um like if you cheat on your significant other do you have to tell them and it's like well why are you telling them like if you're only telling them to make yourself feel better then like i like should you tell them you know because now you're just hurting them to make yourself feel better. So is it no? And there are times, obviously like that's a person to person. Everyone's different, but I'm like, is it going to benefit the relationship or maybe, you know, you just get to sit with that guilt for the remainder of your life. And that's your punishment for doing that. Who's to say, you know, it's like one of those, it's just kind of like, everyone's going to have a different opinion on it, but it's just kind of one of those things where I'm like, you're just looking to someone else to make you feel better for the shitty thing that you did. Right. And that's kind of, I mean, Again, with with what Izzy did, like, there was no point in the Denny situation where she was like, I don't care if someone gets shot because of what I'm doing. Like, that was happening simultaneously, but she didn't know that. Right? She wasn't like, I'm going to risk Burke's life to get what I want. But that's what ended up happening. Like, there are always going to be consequences, and even if you don't, you know, know that that's what's going to happen. But I kind of think that she's just looking to him to be like, what you did was okay. And he doesn't. And he doesn't have to. No, <laughs> he got shot. No. His he career, owes- as far as he knows, could potentially be over. Right. He right. owes her nothing. And just last episode, we talked about how people, was it last episode of the episode before, we were, were how much of a doctor's identity of who they are comes yeah. from the, what they do. And, yeah. and he even like, look, okay. Yeah. He's a musician. Okay. Yeah. He's, he, he can cook. Yeah. He does all these things, but like, he's a surgeon. Yes. What the fuck with one hand. So yeah. yeah. And, and you bring up a really, really great point of no one owes anyone forgiveness. And I, and mm-hmm. I, I love that because we, we've had very deep philosophical conversations about this topic as well. So um, yeah, I always love that point. And I think it's a great thing to bring back up, especially looking at on the outside, looking in at Izzy and, and Ben Burke. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, right, right to the divorced sex people. Um, speaking of cheating, so Christina and Meredith, they're they're like in. I I don't think it's an extra. They're in some kind of right where Weber and Addison can see the IUD and the piercing, and they're like guiding Chris. They're like telling them how to move the couple to unhook the penis piercing and the IUD. So it's super fun. Uh, is the daughter awkward. in there still at this point? Because no, I can't remember. I think they're in a different room and the daughter's okay. in the waiting room. Okay. I couldn't remember while I was looking at my notes. Yeah, no, this is somewhere else. 
Also, if she was, I would be like, you've, I would have just been like, I'm going to leave. Like, I don't yeah. know why this is happening. This is traumatic. Um, so this is super awkward because the man starts to have an orgasm and then immediately has a heart attack. Like what? If you're going to go out, like he really just go out on loved. top. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> oh shit. It's my dream. So, That's my dream way to die. Um, well, you do wonder, I'm like, okay, so if they had finished having sex the first time, would he have had this heart attack, not at the hospital and probably died? Right. Right. What, what a weird, potentially lucky event that happened. (laughs) Um, but so they're like, Oh, who's on call? The on-call doctor's in surgery. So the chief's like, well, go get Burke. He has to save this man. And Christina's like, no, he's not on the board. And he's like, he's on the board now. So the Burke and Christina are scrubbing in and they're basically like going over this plan. And like the way they're discussing, it sounds like they're about to rob a fucking bank. Like they are, it's so shady. Like I, I understand the point. It's like dramatic and like they're concerned and obviously it ends up being that way, but it's um the way they're talking about it literally sounds like they're plotting some kind of crime. Yeah. But she's ready um, to be there for him. She's ready to yes. ride or die, ride or die bitches. <laughs> yeah. She's, I think again, she feels guilty for the fact that he feels this pressure from her, even though she never like out and out said anything that way. It's, I have a lot of feelings. It's fine. um, It's fine. It's he's fine. fine. So she thinks she's going to fix it by doing whatever she has to do to make sure he gets to operate. Um, so then Addison is talking to the, the ex-wife and she's like, they're doing surgery, whatever. And, the wife is like, um, says, tells Addison that she's going to tell her current husband because the first time it happened, she felt bad. The second time it happened, she felt bad. And she was like, eventually I just stopped feeling guilty about doing it. So I have to come clean. I was like, well, there you go. Yeah. Just divorce him and then go back to your first husband and it'll all work out fine. Yes. I was with, um, I was having a conversation with someone today about people we knew that had like, gotten divorced and then remarried the same person like multiple times. And that's just like such a wild concept to me. I mean, sometimes it works out and that's great. I just think that's so interesting that like people do. I don't think it's that uncommon. Yeah. Like people are with someone, they get divorced. They either remarry, they either marry someone else or they just end up getting back and remarrying that person. Well, there's also those people who just divorce and are like, listen, we didn't work as a married couple, but like, we still work. We're going to do this thing. And like, let's just bang every once in a while. It's fine. We'll live together. It's all cool. Like it's good. Yeah. And with that's, benefits. that's what I, Oh, that's clever. Uh, that's the one thing I will never understand at that point. Just get remarried. Like just take some tax yeah. benefits along the way. Just don't get divorced again. Like idiots. Yeah. Um, I don't know. People, relationships are weird. People feel strongly about relationships. It's, yeah good times um so then uh christina like sees that burke is a gonna like he's starting to maybe have a tremor so she's like oh w- would it be okay if i practice my running whip stitch on this heart um which i you know we don't know anything about because we're not doctors but we are led to believe by the other reactions from the nurses and the interns that this is a big deal that an intern would be able to get this opportunity so um, 
the interns are all watching from the gallery and they're jealous except for Izzy who's like oh my god like that's what I want to do like I like obviously she's still gonna be a doctor like from that scene alone she like she still has the desire to to do this you know she just has to deal with all this other bullshit first yeah which is fine you know that's valid that you want want to work through the trauma before you get back to operating on human beings. Yeah. We got to get that baggage left at the door before uh, please, you freeze please, in the please. middle of a surgery. Cause I don't want that doctor operating on me. Nope. Um, and then we get what I think is like another really good scene in this episode, uh, which is Bailey talking to the mom and yeah. just like yeah. a very candid, honest conversation. That's like, you know what? This is the reality that no one wants to talk about is that sometimes as a mom or a parent in general, like you resent the baby, you have anger towards a baby, which sounds unkind and irrational, but like it happens because there's no sleep and there's lots of screaming. And, um, it's just like a very honest moment. Can and the mom, you know, at the beginning thinks like, oh, you're going to come in here and lecture me about how I have to fight so that I can see him grow up or whatever. And Bailey's like, no, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I understand why you're upset. You feel guilty because you're part of you is blaming the fact that you had this baby on not catching this cancer earlier. And that's fine. And here's a relatable story about how I also blame my baby for things. And then the mom says the really sad thing where she's like, if I'm going to die, isn't it better if I just die now before he has the chance to like know that I exist? And I'm like, that's so sad to think it's about. So sad. Like, I Deep. understand. I understand the thought process, but like, it's very sad. It's very upsetting. So this is another um, storyline that like as a mom was hard to watch because I kept being like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. That's very yeah. upsetting. It's also it's also a a crazy like you know we get we get to see villains be the heroes sometimes right like Thanos and um <laughs> no no I'm kidding like, I, like Wanda like Wanda uh no it it's actually it's 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 a very it's actually that's a really great uh analogy you know Wanda was literally ready to destroy the entire world Mm -hmm. to be with her kids. And this woman was ready to let the cancer take her, take her life to not mm -hmm. Hurt let her that child. kid. Yeah. Now, granted in this scene, the love of her child supersedes the love that she has for her husband, which I will never agree <laughs> with. Uh, your, your love for your partner is always going to be longer than the love for your child. It's very, but you can't compare those two. They're very different. I will they're acknowledge very different. that. But they're um, both very important. But very, both very important. Yes. Um, my my opinion is that the love of your partner does not trump the love of your child. But I digress. It shows how truly, like, she's being such a good mom that she's like, I have come to this conclusion that I'm doing better yeah. by my child to let this cancer take me and kill me. Uh, yeah. Which is crazy because, like, we're not going to agree with that because our hormones aren't going crazy. Our, 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 uh, right. you know, we can't even put ourselves in that scenario. But it's, it's crazy because, like, you don't, I did not see that coming at all. I just thought she yeah. was 
mad and pissed off or like she was just like a bitch yeah. like the other some of the other moms we've seen in this show or some of the dads have been just dicks you know so it's yeah i just assumed that she was another parent who was who sucked but she yeah. she didn't she just loved her kids so much and bailey had yeah to the way break they down wrote that, that out is like ugh, very very well thought out very well yeah. written and very well performed um definitely see why shonda was like yes come on this other show please because she's a very good actress Yep. Um, so yeah, it's just that in my opinion, after the Burke scene, this is my other favorite scene of the episode. Yeah. Um, the thing so, that the, the last thing I will say is that Bailey ends it with don't miss out on the joys of motherhood. And I'm like, yes, Fuck. She, yeah, that's deep. Um, so then Addison goes and she's going to tell Derek about Mark and then Mer- Derek gets super pissed off. Oh, it starts with him being like, you know what I love? I love that we can just be friends. Everything's so great. We're just going to be friends. We're like not ever going to hate each other. And then immediately yeah. is like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which I just feel like the reaction. I'm like, uh, I do feel like he has the right to be mad because, you know, whatever he does Derek or Mark sums it up really well in the next scene with them. But I'm like, this is a leap to be like, I never want to see you again. Give me Seattle, get out of Seattle. Like I'm okay. It's, it's fine. Like it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I guess it is a big deal. I don't know. I just, at this point, the everything is already done. Everything is set in stone. Mm -hmm. You're out of each other's lives. You went to her to break up with her. You literally fucked Meredith while mm-hmm. you were you were trying to work things out with her. And not to mention, you flirted with Meredith so inappropriately for how long? How many episodes? Constantly. Uh, dude, it's fine. Yeah, does it suck? Can you be annoyed? All right. Like, hey, Addison, like, that sucks. And maybe we can't be friends because of this. But to have that completely he just doesn't take news well he doesn't take any news well ever <laughs> he's like don't yes anything that like affects his perfect little view of the world and view of himself it's just life shattering yeah of course this is when meredith is like i'm gonna tell him so they get in the fucking elevator again and she's like i'm gonna tell you and she's like you're everywhere and i can't not tell you and she's like i broke up with finn and he's like all right yeah just no okay. emotion no, no reaction yeah. is a huge turd and she's like okay so i told you and he's like yep bye okay, time to go great. kill myself <laughs> good talk like understand your ego's bruised, garbage timing but, like jesus christ he's the worst Derek, like what i don't understand is worst. how did that not just kind of like snap him out of it and go oh you yeah know what? that is okay because that would be totally in line with his character arc Yep. And then they would have kissed in the elevator. Yep. They sure would have. A million times. Missed opportunity. Yeah, it just it's annoying. Um and so he's a turd and he leaves. Um the surgery Burke surgery was successful. They go tell the doctor or the daughter rather, sorry. And um then Izzy goes to talk to the chief. And she doesn't say that she wants to come back, but she's like, I have eight million dollars and i can buy anything i want but all i want is to do a running whip stitch so i think the implication is like she's figuring out that she does want to come back 
slowly but surely, and in a weird yeah. roundabout way. But she's not going to say it for no. whatever fucking reason. No. It'll take her six more episodes to say she wants to do it. She'll come back before she says she wants to be back. <laughs> um. So then Mark goes to talk to Derek, and this is when he's like, you know, I understand why you're mad. It was a year that was like wasted a year. You, that you tried quote unquote to fix things with Addison and you could have just been with Meredith and been happy, but you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, and he's like, but we best friend or whatever. And Derek's like, you're not my friend. And then he just leaves, which is fine. Like it's fine to not want to be friends with someone who slept with your spouse. I feel like that's a fine reaction. Yeah. Honestly, that one's justified in my opinion. <laughs> um, I, but I do think what Mark says is correct and is insightful. Cause he says like, I know what you're thinking because I, I know you very well. Cause I've known you your whole life basically. So I think what he's saying is true. Like that is why Derek got mad. But again, the reaction he has to Addison, in my opinion, is just like, it's done. You both fucked up. And here we are because of it. No one is blameless. Everyone is guilty. 100% correct. Yeah. Um, so then ugh, the asshole doctor comes back and tries to be a shit to Bailey, but she just shuts him down. She's like, I'm fucking done with you. Look out. My hormones are coming. I'm just going to, I'm going to murder you. <sighs> Look out. No telling what I'm going to do. Cause she's a good doctor. I might, I might physically take this baby by the, by the ankles and beat you with this baby. Beat you to death with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gus. Um, okay. So then Alex comes up and he's like, I didn't do anything. And she's like, I know you weren't there. You didn't do anything. He's like, no, like I knew what was happening and I didn't do anything. And he doesn't say that he's sorry, but he is apologizing now again. I have said this before. I think if you are going to apologize to someone, it should be explicit. You shouldn't, they shouldn't like assume that's what you're saying. You should outright say it. However, I do still think this scene and the intent behind it, um, were very good. I don't because, even think I, that he, he was apologizing. I, I don't think that he wanted to apologize. I don't think that was his intent. I, I don't think that Alex feels like what he did was wrong, but what I think he does feel bad about is how Bailey is feeling. And I think it was like, hey, I'm not going to say sorry because I don't think I did anything wrong. But I want you to know you're not blameless. Like, you're not the only one who who is to blame here. Like, you're not alone. Um, yes. I think that was more the point. I didn't think it was meant to be an apology. Personally, that's how I read the scene. But mm -hmm. then again, Alex is kind of, you know, one of those egotistical dicks who don't, don't think that he can actually do anything wrong. Yeah. So, um that's, and then she thanks him. She's like, thank you for saying that, which is nice. Uh, George goes to Callie's hotel and he's like, oh, I brought chicken and movies. And she's like, I broke up with you. Like, that's what I did. And he goes, no, I would have noticed. And she goes, mm, but you didn't. <laughs> which is the problem, George. <laughs> which was the whole issue. Um, and then we pan over and Addison and Mark have had sex. So Mark is just sleeping all over around, around with everybody. Just... Addison Cali, Addison Cali, Addison Cali. You know what? Good for him. Those are some attractive ladies. Well, before before uh, the Addison and him scene, I thought that when George left, it was going to turn around with her like going back into her hotel room and Mark was going to be there. And I was like, oh, I also shit. like thought I remembered it that way. Like when it panned to Mark, I was like, oh, yeah, he's having sex with Cali again. And then it shows Addison. I was like, oh, yeah. 
he also is having sex with her. Also, oh, we totally glossed over this. I didn't even mention it. When Addison's telling Derek, she's like, Mark is Mark, and I caught him with someone else. So that yes, whole thing, I forgot and this about whole that. thing yeah, is yeah. so weird where he's like moved his uprooted his life and moved to Seattle, even though he cheated on her. What a psycho. I mean, I love him, but like, what a psycho. I just need to address that. I do love I him, mean, but like, he that's also, problematic. He also fucked Callie while he's like pining over Addison anyway. So it doesn't, this guy just it's doesn't true. care. He's not he has a, a he's, brand. Yeah. He has it's a. It's not great. If you got a theme, go and great. chase it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Fine. His brand needs some work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so, and then he says, oh, at least you don't have to feel guilty about it anymore. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, and then this is when Izzy hangs the check on the fridge and she's like, I, something good needs to come out of this money and I'm not going to deposit it until I know what that's going to be. So that's the end of the episode. Which is fucking stupid. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. I understand like the thought process, but I'm also like that money could be making you money just sitting in the bank. <laughs> that's where I was. I was like, the interest that could be accruing is yes. very good. Bingo. So can you please Bingo. deposit that check? Now, here's the thing, though. So you have to think we're about in, in re- the real world. We're about to hit into the 2008 uh, financial crisis. Um, yep. <laughs> so, like, maybe she doesn't maybe invest okay. it right now. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. Hindsight's 2020. Um. So, OK, so let's rate it. You go first. All right. Uh, for all you listeners out there, as a reminder, our ranking is a one through five ranking, and it goes from med student, intern, resident, fellow, attending, one through five. So this episode, I am giving an even fellow, a 4.0. Oh, my God. That's what I was going to do. Hey, oh, look at that. We agree again. Wow. Uh, yeah. There's some really great scenes, uh, specifically the ones we mentioned, the Burke stuff, the Bailey stuff. Really good. Uh, Izzy was annoying, but you know, whatever. It's fine. I kind of like the shit she was dealt from other people. It's kind of nice to see that come down because sometimes people need some uh, consequences for their bullshit. And uh, yeah, so I I agree. Um, Derek sucks, but you know, used to it at this point. So (laughs) the thing that uh, held it back from being a five for me is. uh, I guess uh, I couldn't feel one way or another where the George and Kelly situation was going. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they left any clues for that other than she wants to tell him, but then like didn't. So I wasn't quite sure if yeah. that means they're actually over or not. Um, the Derek and Meredith situation though, uh, really not quite sure what that looks like moving forward. So I'm curious yeah, what their dynamic annoying. is going to look like. Um, and then the, uh, the Izzy storyline at the end with the, with the check just is just is really weird. Um, so yeah, those are a couple of thoughts that held it back for me. Uh, the things that brought it up to the fore was for sure the Bailey scene and the uh, uh, the mastectomy patient, uh, as well as the the Burke and Izzy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course just an Eminem episode is 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 what I want. Yeah. So it was going to be higher right off the bat, anyways. So. Um, and then a couple of good guy Alex scenes, which I which I yes. always appreciate because they they sprinkle them in just enough to 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 keep you wanting to root for Alex. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those are those are my thoughts overall for the episode. 
Yeah, I agree. And uh, good, some good scenes with the Chiefs, the Chief and Izzy, and then the Chief and Bailey are some some good scenes for him as well. Yeah, the the Chief um, and Bailey scene too. Forgot about that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So yeah, those good ones. Um, I like looking at Mark. You know, he's still not um, being the best human being. But for some reason, I find it much more tolerable from him than from Derek. And I think it's because he's more authentically himself. Like, he doesn't walk around acting like he's this perfect human being who's never done anything wrong. I think he's just like, yeah, I'm Mark Sloan and I have sex with everybody. And that's me just the way me. that it is. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, I don't blame you if you hate me, but just know yeah. that, like, you, you, you probably will. Yeah. So good stuff. Excited to, to journey, continue on that journey. Yeah. So looking forward to that. So um, do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I got. I don't think I have anything. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, really same. appreciate all of you guys. I did want to uh, to just shout out. Um, I was looking at our, our uh, podcast platform. And I had some analytics that I wanted to to shout out. We uh we've we've been on an upward trend, so really just want to thank all of you guys for listening. Um, we've we've continued to grow, uh, week over week, month over month. Um, but what's really great is uh, Australia and Brazil. You guys have been slowly creeping up in the rankings for uh. Uh, who, who listens and, you know, we've got obviously the United States because that's where we're at, uh, number one, but then Canada and, and, uh, you're, you're like locked in at number two, uh, Germany and Malaysia, you guys kind of trade places a little bit. You're that number three, number four spot, but, uh, Brazil and Australia, if you're listening, uh, either from Brazil or Australia, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please email, uh, Kelsey at Gray's Academy pod at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Gray's Academy pod because, uh, Kelsey also, uh, follows that account. I do not, um, for yes, obvious Carmen's reasons. not allowed to read it in case anybody yeah. needs to, to email and talk about plot points so I can, uh, screen that for us. But yeah, yes. like Carmen said, we love to hear from anybody. Um, we love to hear how you guys found us. If you just randomly found us browsing, if someone told you, uh, we love to hear from you guys. It's really, really neat, um, to hear where, where you're listening and, um, how you're enjoying the show. And if you have anything you think we should add or talk about or do differently, we're always open to that, but yes, please feel free to reach out and follow us on Instagram, um, or email us. Um, and remember if you see Carmen walking down the street, no spoilies, do not fly from Brazil or Australia just to spoil the show for me. Although if you did, I, I don't think I could even be mad at that point. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, the, the commitment, <laughs> commitment would be. Yeah. Um, but uh, we really appreciate you all. Uh, Kelsey, as always, I appreciate you. and uh, I appreciate you. Oh, so sweet. And uh, we will see you all. Oh, there may be, uh, there may be an in-person episode coming up soon. Yes, um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. So um, we may be uh, having a holiday together with the, with the two families combined. And there may be some opportunity to get an episode or two uh, recorded live. So uh, together. So uh, more to come on that. And as always, we appreciate you. We will see you all in the next one.